God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. So, uh, you know, um, there's a lot going on, folks. And, uh, you know, I was wondering where to start today. And we could start with Nancy Pelosi's mask mandates. She's arresting people in Congress. (laughs) It's like the Democrats are coming off unhinged. They're coming... Uh, they're, they're basically unraveling. And it's clear to me that, uh, you know, that where they, where they have one set of measures for one group, they, you know, this two standards of justice is definitely part of their business. It's exactly what they're all about, two standards of justice. And, you know, we're up against it. You know, this is a... Uh, this is a real fight uh, that we're in. And, you know, I read some things yesterday, like, well, the New York Times, for example, reported um, with regard to their citizenship stuff, there is no good reason you should have to be a citizen to vote. So the, the organization, you know, the group of people that, the liberals that are basically trying to say to you, uh, we didn't rig elections, are basically also saying illegals should have a right to vote. So if they believe that illegals have a right to vote, then who's to say that they didn't permit illegals to vote when illegals weren't permitted to vote? Because they're not about the law anymore. They're about something else. With regard to COVID, what concerns me the most is this whole 70-30 thing, the 70% corporation adoption at 70%. Now, there are zealots. There are true believers in the liberal cause, like, like the owner of Shake Shack, 
who basically now is mandating that if you want to buy a burger at Shake Shack or Shake or whatever, not only do the employees have to be masked or vaccinated, but uh, the customers do too. So they've they've already done that. You know, the question of the day for me was this one. It said, I wonder when the CDC will recommend closing the southern border. You see how the two issues are conflating? I look at it like this, just like that narrative that I've told you about the Russian hoax being very similar to the Watergate hoax. Um, Well, that's true. There's definitely a case that you can make the case for that. You can make the case for that. But climate change was one of the initiatives to control populations, just like globalists always like to control populations. And the only way they can control populations is to beat down the middle class. These are narratives that I've said forever, right? These are things I just truly believe in. And that you you can't move you can't move nations you can't control uh people and what we as people have to understand is that we're 330 million people they're only 535 i heard someone say yesterday if we could only just get together and rise up and stand up against this tyranny because that's in essence what it is we have right now a situation i was um watching a uh, series last night i watched this one series and they were talking about this political dissident in china and he was a chinese guy and he said some things now this this uh thing was shot in like 2011 and you know i'm just sort of watching all the seasons and what have you and this person was Basically put into a, uh, it was tortured. He was put into a prison um, for his political voice, for uh, exercising his free speech. But in China, they don't have free speech. And so in essence, what happened was he was thrown in jail for his political voice. And I said, hobby dog, gone. Hobby damn. There he is, right there. That was 2011. They're talking about China. Now, China's been doing this for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. We are now China. We are now, we have people in jail for their political dis, uh, voice. They are political dissidents. What people are fleeing Cuba from is because they're political dissidents, because they disagree with the government, they're now being thrown in jail. This has been going on since the sixth, since Castro took over. And we take these refugees in. And the people in Little Havana in Miami know firsthand the, the spoils of uh, the, t- the terrible deeds of uh, socialism and communism. But when we have Republican uh, or Trump supporters in jail, rotting in jail right now for January 6th. And we have the misinformation from the press 
And we could read these things to you. I'm going to read these things to you about what the media said about the Black Lives Matter super spreader and what they said about the January 6th super spreader. And what what they're saying about um, enforcing the law for one group and in, in terms of like a rocket docket and expedition and lock them up and throw away the key kind of business. And then what they've done with Hillary Clinton and the Podestas and you name it. Black Lives Matter, Antifa. You know, everybody gets a pass but Trump supporters. And one would think that after four years of having Donald Trump in power, that this would have been taken care of, that somehow the wheels of government and the Department of Justice and uh, the top brass on the seventh floor of the FBI would be changed over. But the personnel changes didn't come. In part, it was because there's hard, it's hard to find people who aren't manipulated, coerced in Washington. You could come with the best intentions in Washington and be coerced, whether it be real or whether it be fiction. They could create something up out of whole cloth like they did the Russian hoax or the Ukrainian call and literally impeach you. And now they got leverage. And one of the things I've always said about on this show is it's always about leverage. And they didn't have any leverage with Trump. Putin didn't have leverage. And I bet you Putin was working with the liberals here who would sell out America in a second. I bet you Putin was working with the liberals to create leverage over Trump because he didn't have access to Trump. Putin didn't know Trump. Putin worked with people that say they hate Putin for other reasons. Like you take the crisis in Syria. Lindsey Graham was all upset about Jamal Khashoggi. There is so much more to the Jamal Khashoggi murder and what was going on there in terms of Saudi Arabia and the pushback between socialism and nationalism. And, you know, the conflicts in Yemen and Syria and Egypt and elsewhere, the the emergence of Muslim Brotherhood and radical Islam. These were a lot of conflicts. And Lindsey Graham was in relationship with one of the factions that kept him in business, that kept him whole. And it was good for business. Lindsey Graham was good for business for him. And that's why he would always make Putin the conflict. Putin was the conflict because Putin kept the war. See, Putin was never going to release, allow you to hurt Syria because they have a strategic base called Targus on the west side of Syria. And so they were always going to protect their interests in the Middle East. They were always going to do that. So the conflict would be perpetual. It is the reason why we've been in the Middle East for 20 years and have accomplished nothing except for squandering and peeing out money. I mean, we have literally spent trillions and trillions, over $10 trillion over the last 20 years on these senseless conflicts. How much bloodshed? How many lives lost? How many people's lives destroyed by being blown up? and still surviving. 
But do these politicians care? No. Now, uh, Lindsey Graham's going to bat for Chick-fil-A, we hear, right? He's going to defend that corporation to the death because Lindsey Graham is all about the money. He and John McCain were joined at the hip. Now, the, the phrase of the day is, when we get back to it, it's, it's all about the politicians. I wonder how many politicians have invested in vaccines. How many politicians do you think have invested in the vaccine companies? Secretly or otherwise. Through mutual funds where it's like, well, I didn't know, you know, they, they have, there's an aggregate there. But they talk to their mutual fund guy and the mutual fund guy tells them secretly, yeah, this is vaccine heavy. You're going to do very well with this mutual fund. It's an aggregate of like a hedge fund, an aggregate of funds, the mutual fund. And they're like, well, we don't really get to pick and choose what. So they pick these mutual funds, but they know what they're doing. And they have these little boutique shops that with inside information, you think that um, Washington doesn't leak like a sieve to their liberal DNC arm of the media? No, they also leak to the stockbrokers too because that's where the money's made with all of these decisions that have impact over commerce. That's how Nancy Pelosi got to be a multi-gazillionaire. She didn't do it because she's smart. People are talking and walking around Washington right now saying how crazy Nancy Pelosi is. The saying of the day is, I wonder when the CDC will recommend closing the southern border. That tells you everything you need to know about the CDC and how in lockstep they are with the teachers unions. And we're going to find out even more about that in the fall, in September. But it also tells you how in lockstep they are with the Liberal Party. And as we said earlier in the week, 98% of the people that donated the campaigns from the CDC, they were donating to Liberal candidates. So we got a lot of uh, different things that we want to clear. Some of them are going to blow your mind. I only kind of wait for the good stuff uh, to where people start. We see the numbers coming in. People show up for the show late. We want to make sure they see some of the sweet stuff, the good stuff. But we we think this all this stuff is good. Let's listen to this um, woman, uh, Natalie Harp. Okay, she's from The Real Story over at One American News. Let's take a listen to what Natalie, Natalie Harp says this is i couldn't have said it better that's why i'm playing her clip she nails this this is the fight that we are in right now nothing's easy as president trump says but who wants nothing it's tempting to get burnt out in this fight to tire from it and even want to retire from it but remember when president trump said there'd come a day when we'd come to him and say we'd be winning so much we'd be tired of winning the fact is you can't win without a fight And people do grow tired of fighting, but not us. For we, as the Apostle Paul wrote, do not fight as one who beats the air. We run in such a way to get the prize, and the prize is saving America. And that is a prize we don't just want to win. We have to win. And that is a real story. So we are in a fight, 
And uh, I look at it as a fight where we are going, we are victims of a tyrannical government, much like China has been for the last 50 years. And you wonder if this just isn't a reflection of Chinese ownership in our country. They own a lot of farmland. They own a lot of uh, property. They own a lot of commerce. They've stolen our intellectual property. They're influencing our universities with funding. And, and, uh, and yet Dr. Fauci, you know, sits there and actually funds gain-of-function research, gain, gain research in Wuhan. Now they got a bioweapon, and they release it. And this bioweapon, you know, is something that has caused havoc around the world. And there doesn't seem to be any science. That's just the problem right there. It's like, you know, you'd trust the science if there was any science. Can anyone tell me what the science is? Anyone? I don't think there is science. I, I don't I don't see the science. Kerry Kelman says the people who say trust the science are the same people who won't give us any science to support their claims. It's also the same people that rigged our elections. It's the same people that said asymptomatic spread is rare. It's the same person that people that said masks are ineffective and study the science truly says that if you wear a mask um you know the microns of a mask versus the microns of of the virus are not the same the virus is so much smaller than the pores in a, a mask and the other part is this is it any wonder to you when you ask this question of all the medical equipment and of how ever important the government has made this out to be. Number one, if they wanted to be taken seriously, they would have not used it to do mail-in balloting and ballot harvesting and rigging elections. Because everybody knows the numbers were weird. 81 million for Biden, 75 million for Trump. Those are numbers that have never been seen before. All of a sudden, in a pandemic, everybody has this um, idea that they want to vote. Like they don't have enough things to worry about. Like they're jobless and they can't pay their mortgage. They're stuck at home with a mask. They can't talk to their friends or neighbors. They can't have break bread with their family. They can't pray at church. And somehow they're going to vote $81 million for Joe Biden who wants to double down on, on stupid. Are you kidding me? No, those numbers just don't make sense. It's sort of like, you know, you got a number average, you know, and it's an average number, and then all of a sudden there's like this number that shoots up like a rocket. You're like, oh, that's an outlier. That must have been a flaw in the machine. Somehow it's just not to be believed. And now we're seeing all these Evidence of fraud. I just say we just ought to audit the whole damn election. Do you know that if you were to flip Arizona, Pennsylvania, and Georgia, and I'm telling you uh, the way it's going, it could very well happen. 
Um, Biden uh, goes down to 250 electorates. Trump gets, I think, 279 electorates or something like that. I was playing around with 270 to win yesterday. And I was like, all it would take is for the decertification of Arizona, Pennsylvania, and Georgia for Biden to go, fall underneath the threshold. And all it would and and if icing on the cake, if they could literally prove the fraud, see the one part is the three hundred thousand say there's three hundred thousand missing votes or something like that. They don't know who they belong to because they don't have a tracking device uh, between a, a signature envelope and the actual voter. So they can't say this is a Biden vote or this is a Trump vote. So they would decertify. But the best case scenario would be that they actually come up with the votes. They find the votes that Trump won. And they throw out the votes that are clearly fraudulent for Biden. Like the... Uh, the um, machines that were running the same ballots through over and over again, you know, and we could catch them on video or something like that. We have some proof. Well, then you take those off, and next thing you know, you, you have a different um, outcome of that election. Fraud would have, you know, and then and then you take the audits to Michigan and Wisconsin and Nevada and Virginia and other states where there is a huge anomalies. And I, I don't know what you do at that point. I think that you're in uncharted water, waters and you will, you follow the Constitution and, you know, fair is fair and right is right. And I think that should happen. We're up against a tyrannical government to the point where Joe Biden is actually pushing out this whole idea, you start, you're starting to see people talking about illegals voting. The New York Times wrote a piece yesterday, or the, two days ago. There is no good reason you should have to be a citizen to vote. So my response to that was Business 101, why pay taxes to a country who serves other people? Why would you pay taxes to a country that's allowing other people to vote. Could you imagine walking over to Mexico or going to France and saying, I want to vote in your election and receive your goodies, your social welfare, because I don't have a job yet? I'm staying at the hotel. Are you crazy? What planet are we living on? But this is the nonsense that you would get from, you know, Ayanna Presley and... Rashid Tlaib and Ilhan Omar and Ocasio-Cortez, these people that hate America, somehow they, they couldn't run a store, but they, they are running our lives into the ground. And that's uh, troubling. So yesterday also was a big day, you know, for the Republicans in the Congress. So the Matt Gates is filmed here basically can't walk into Congress. Somehow, um, she was, um, uh, Nancy Pelosi was preventing Republicans from walking maskless into the House. Yet over on the other side of the building, in the Senate, you could walk in and not wear a mask. But in the House, you had to wear a mask. 
So that's pretty, pretty disgusting as well. So what do we do from there? These vaccines concern me. So the vaccines have a lot of different stories associated with them. And it's cause for great concern. Remember when we played the clip? um, Number one, we played the clip. We played you a clip uh, that said that ivermectin has like a really great track record, almost 100% cure rate if you've taken it before you got the virus and even after. Um, we're uh, well. I did see a caller there, but um, all right. So um, and then hydroxychloroquine as well. And they said, well, the reason why people aren't embracing it is Fauci's not green lighting it because it's out of patent that nobody can profit from it. Meanwhile, you got Pfizer, you know, with thirty six billion dollars in revenue for the twenty twenty one. And you got politicians that are buying stock in Pfizer one way or another. Uh, And then you have um, this push for vaccines and he's like, okay, is it to get rich? Is it the investment or is it something else? Is it to control population, for example? So we're starting to hear these rumbles and this is the connection with climate change. So there's a connection with illegals and there's a connection with climate change and there's a connection with vote rigging because America hates the leadership in government right now and there's not nothing that we can do about it it seems but there is something we can do about it we can do something about it Um, we have a lot of uh, clips to play today I am going to take this call um but we're going to be very few with calls. Um, caller, you're on the air. Uh, yes, uh, I. this is uh, Dane, and I escaped from Communist California on 71320, yeah. and I'm in the land of free, home and brave, South Dakota. Anyway, my point is this, real quick. You were talking about the government um, and how they do so many, so many corrupt, illegal, illegal things. And, uh, you know, the only difference, the mafia used the same tactics that the government is now using. However, the mafia, okay, I think uh, they had a little more respect for families, for children, but our government, they are a legal terrorist mafia organization. They do it with legality behind their dirty, uh, just corrupt institution, and it's a shame. They're destroying America, and let's guess what? There's going to people be people here. We're, we're having a big rally in Sturgis Bike Rally, and we're going to stand for government. We're going to officially declare, um, unofficially uh, declare, it is going to be South Dakota Rapid City. All so right. if you want to stand for freedom, okay. this is where it will be done. All right. Thank you. Thank you, caller. Thank you. All right. We're going to take another caller. Caller, you're on the air? Uh, yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Um, the comment that you don't, they don't see why you need to be a citizen to vote. Yes. Well, then why do you need to be a citizen to run for president? That's all I have to say. That's a good one. <laughs> thank you for that. Uh-huh, thank you. Oh, all this right. is Anita from Monterey. Have a good day. All right. Take care. All right. So um, those are good points. Uh, you know, the thing is, 
People are talking about how slick and how clever the uh, Democrats are. It's really not that they're slick and clever. I don't think Hitler was really the smartest, sharpest tool in the shed. Somehow he was in the right place at the right time. That happens in life. And what's happening with the left is, yeah, they are um, very good at keeping secrets. They're not leaking. They stay unified. You know, I, I say this. What if, well, number one, it's not our fault that the tyrannical government is going after us. That the government that we pay for is literally oppressing us, right? They're literally doing it, and they're doing it in a way that uh, wasn't available to Hitler or wasn't available to uh, tyrannical governments of the past. They're doing it by using big corporations, and they're doing it by using globalists and global multinational corporations. So we are in uncharted territory. The uncharted territory is that never before have we had such a globalist world. That was always sort of the way, but it was um, not available to former tyrannical governments, but it is today. Uh, and I have a special guest. I haven't seen her call in a while. Kelly from Nebraska. Kelly, welcome to the Scott Adams Show. Good morning, Scott. How are you all doing? Pretty good. Good. Um, my comment for you is this morning, uh, the, the, the electorate has to be changed. We, uh, as the middle class, are not voting Democrat anymore. Even if they're Democrat, they are, they are voting Republican and they have to be replaced. My, Mayorkas last month told the Cubans, if you come here over water, you will not be welcomed. You will be turned away because they vote Republican. So they are, they are not turning away those at the southern border because they will vote Democrat. So they have to, to grow their electoral base again because Absolutely. we are wise, wising up and we are not voting for them anymore. And the New York Times and not so much the New York Times, but some of the others are calling Pelosi Queen Police, Pelosi. She's not queen. She is the president. She is the one who is controlling everything that is going on up at the White House, up the Capitol right now, and they're allowing her. She is essentially President Pelosi. She's nuts. Joe Biden. <laughs> well, and Joe, Joe Biden. Biden but, how in the world is it the, the two most powerful people in government, really, almost? Um is the first and the third, you know, well, no, how is it? All three. Because the first is Joe Biden, the second is Kamala Harris, and the third is Nancy Pelosi. That's the that's the lineage, lineage of succession for the presidency of the United States. Tell me not one of, tell me if there's the same brain cell in any one of those people. They're not, but they're drunk on power. Yeah. Biden... I, I don't I don't care what you say. Biden is my my grandmother was the same way, and Harris is ineffective. She, I don't know what the heck she's doing up there. But if you remember, if you recall, no one wanted her. She she had to drop out because she couldn't even get one percent of the vote 
in the primaries. So yeah. you've got you've got uh, President Dementia, Vice President ineffective, and you've got uh, President Pelosi running that thing because absolutely you'll you will not you will not convince me that that Harris and Biden are running this country. They're not doing it. Right. They're they're not. I mean, Biden thinks he drove a semi truck. I know. Are you, <laughs> I are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> my husband, my husband is is a truck driver. He's a manager of a terminal now, but he has driven truck for thirty six years. Come on. Biden hasn't left office in forty eight. You know what it is. You he, can almost see what's happening with Biden. Is he says what he thinks he would love to be if he was sitting down with the guy having a conversation he just you could tell that he kind of believes his own lie for a split second yeah yeah he he has to he has to believe his lies he has to um well that's how they all do oh yeah yeah i know yeah um kelly Kelly, Uh, on the oil wells i used to be a roughneck yeah yeah no big deal Uh uh-huh right in your dreams well, yeah. you have a great day, and uh, keep up the good work. I miss seeing you on Facebook because I have really pared down my Facebook. I think I have maybe 10 people on there now because I can't stand the rest of the garbage. So, right, right. Um, right. <laughs> keep fighting the good fight, Scott. All right. Take care, Kelly. All right. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to take um, John Jonathan J- Novak real quick, uh, Jonathan, and then we got another John, John Johnson, uh, in the wings. Okay, real quick, on the COVID, um, the vaccine um, uh, causes, the, 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 the vaccine causes many um, blood clots at, in the capillaries. Yeah. And they, they did a test, 65% of the people uh, tested after five days of getting a vaccine had uh, evidence, the D-dimer test uh, gives evidence of, of little mini va- mini uh, yeah. Blood clots, and what this does is, for example, somebody with uh, that that can it, it walk uh, maybe two maybe two miles afterwards could only walk two blocks. Um, All right. And well, that's, now listen like to permanent. this. We have a we have an excellent um, video uh, audio uh, from Doctor Malone that we're going to be playing once we find the time here. Um, okay. So I got to keep that short, but we are going to be covering vaccines a little later in the show. So uh, I have to pick up one more call, and then I have to get okay. back onto the show. But thank you. Thank for you, that. bye. All right. Okay, and then uh, we got John uh, calling in. John. Hey, hey, Scott. Good to talk to you again. I'm actually an escaping now from California too. I live in Idaho. Okay. Um. Uh, um anyways, I have two points to make. One quick one, is, and one big one, and one little one. The big one is, I wonder if, yeah, like, all I hear on, like, American Voice and a lot of the other um, uh, news channels is even if these audits prove that there was fraud, that there's no legal way to um, get Trump back into the presidency, which seems kind of crazy because if, if I got caught burglarizing a house with all this stuff, that, that means we can't give the stuff back to the owners? Or am I, mis- I know yeah. there's no legal way, but... Yeah. Do you have any view on that? I told this story about a track. Uh, it was a real track situation. And I remember because another John from the Chicagoland area called in and actually remembered. It was this uh, 
woman Ruiz or something like that that was basically like in a, in a marathon. And she cut through the park, and I forget which marathon it was. I, in my mind's eye, I'm thinking it's the New York Marathon. But in any case, she cuts through the park, and next thing you know, she wins the race. And like I say, you know, she, she won the race by two minutes. But uh, the pace of the mile was six minutes. So she would have really lost by four minutes. So that's my analogy, is that if a person cheats and they win by two minutes and it gets written down in the books, but they find out later through some hidden footage that she actually cheated and she would have lost by four minutes if she would have run that extra mile and didn't take that shortcut, um, then that is the answer. So next thing you know, they take her off the books. Hey, they did it to Joe Paterno, didn't they? They took away all of his wins, (laughs) right? You know, um, they did it after the fact. And, uh, you know, that was unfair to him, actually. But in any case, it was regarding the Sandusky situation. Um, But in any case, no, they can go and do the right thing. I I was told by Pat Canine, who has a great show uh, on Red State, and he was basically telling me that the maximum you could run for office is 10 years. I didn't know that. I thought it was two terms, four and four. And he said, no, 10, right? And it's written down in the Constitution. Okay, fine. I'll take your word for it. Um, but the point is, uh, that means that at the midterm, they could have a, re- a do-over election at the midterm. We could actually have that. That would be one way. See, we're in uncharted territory. We're in uncharted territory, which means we can kind of create, uh, so, so long as it's constitutional, we can create a, a, situa- a system or a situation that is maybe unprecedented, but legal. And that would be that uh, somehow, uh, and I wouldn't even think that if Trump were to, if they were to, um, at, at this point, if they decertify in three states, um, that would be one way to do it. You would go to the delegates. And the, the second way is if Trump will out and out won, there wouldn't be any need for another election because either Trump won and he gets reinstalled as president and he would serve this out for two years and then he would get to run for another four years because he has a window of 10 years. So that's kind of the uh, the wrinkle there. So I would say well, that he well, would I'm wait till the midterm in order to be installed so that he can get the maximum of 10 years. Where I'm coming from on that, too, and one quick thing on that is that Jenna Ellis, who's one of um, Trump's lawyers, who I never really liked personally, but maybe she's a great lawyer. But she said it can't happen. Her. Right. <laughs> yeah, she says it can happen, which, like, why are you saying that when you're his lawyer? You know what I mean? If there's, what's he paying Well, for because she's a lawyer, and she's talking about the way the laws are written right now. But um, yeah. when you have an unprecedented situation— it changes uh, the landscape of things, uh, meaning that, well, that was under the circumstances that were in play at the time. But when the new circumstances hit the, hit, hit the road, hit the, when the rubber hits the road, there's going to be new sets of cir- circumstances. Right now, um, I think that she gave a, 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 a balanced choice. Yeah, she definitely is in competition with Sidney Powell, who's saying one thing, and and Jenna Ellis is saying another. And I I get all that, but um, I, I definitely think personally, and this is without doing, I'm just thinking about this logically. Um, we know that if 
Arizona, Pennsylvania, and Georgia decertify, it would go to the state delegations, and the state delegations would vote for Trump. That's how that... Now, there could be statute of limitations, and there could be deadlines that weren't met, and the courts could go to procedure, and so there would be... It still would be a, not a shoe in because we've already seen that the courts, when they rejected Texas... They said basically it was a formality. It was a procedural issue, not a merits of the case issue. So True. there's a whole bunch of things that would be in play with the legal aspects of that. Variables everywhere. And, and one, one last small point, this is just something for people to think about, is right before the, the, the um, COVID hit, um, Bill Gates let go of, uh, like, let loose in Florida and Texas with millions of them. Um, genetically modified mosquitoes. And I'm just wondering if there's any correlation to this. In, uh, well, I don't know that that's true. That I don't know that that's true. I, I can't speak to that. I've heard stuff like that, but I don't have any verification of that. Right on. Well, thanks for the, um, taking my call. All have right. A hey, great thank weekend. you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So we got to move on now. So what we're going to do is I'm going to go through my... Um, so we were talking about Bill Gates, and we are talking about his death panels, reproductive services, and vaccines to shrink the uh, population from $9 billion to $6.5 billion. Well, let's listen to Jane Goodall, very attractive woman in her youth. She's an older woman now. She's still a very pretty older woman. Um, but she, here she is with a soft voice talking about how population is truly the problem, and uh that's a slippery slope where I come from. Let's take a listen. We cannot hide away from human population growth because, you know, it underlies so many of the other problems. All these things we talk about wouldn't be a problem if there, were, if there was the size of population that there was 500 years ago. We cannot hide. So, you know, that's a slippery slope. You could just see that when they start to rumble about certain things, they start to execute plans and strategies that actually impede your life. I said this, I said, the consequences of getting the jab is that the companies like Shake Shack can mandate vaccine passports without politicians ever having to pass legislation. That's, that's so important that you understand that. What Shake Shack did yesterday is they issued a, a notice that said they're going to mandate uh, that you have proof of vaccination. That's a vaccine passport. They're an early adopter, they say in the business world. So you got that. You got this um, push for vaccines, and now the vaccines, uh, NBC reported that it could cause you more harm than good. We're going to get to that here in a minute. So I said... Uh, they, they, Matthew Culkin says, Biden's immigration policy in a nutshell, stuff as many kids in cages as humanly possible, let anyone sneak across the southern border who wants in, end interior enforcement of the immigration law, and turn Texas blue. I said, don't forget about the shipments of human voters sent illegally to Missouri that caused the recent Missouri surge in COVID cases. Missouri will be the next Georgia and St. Louis, the next epicenter of election fraud like Atlanta. And that's what that's what's going to happen. 
Um, everybody's up in arms about <clears throat> what's been happening with Nancy Pelosi in the House. She's lost her marbles, really. Emerald Robinson says the CDC take uh, the CDC take the vaccine so that we can return to normal. Also, the CDC, even if you got the vaccine, we cannot return to normal. <laughs> You know, the New York Times, there is no good reason you should have to be a citizen to vote. Okay. Greg Price writes, walk into the Capitol without a mask and you'll be arrested. Cross our border illegally with COVID and you'll get a bus ticket to the city of your choice. Kerry Kelman writes, the people who say trust the science are the same people who won't give us any science to support the claims. They're also the same people that said uh, that the ice caps will be melted by 2007. They're the same people that said asymptomatic spread is rare. They said that masks don't work. Trust the science. What science are we talking about? So, you know, in Hollywood, they have three blocks of parking blocked off on both sides for COVID vaccine patients. They're all empty. Nobody wants it. Here's... here's, um, Oh, my God, I almost, I almost said the unthinkable. Um, here's Joe Biden uh, in May 13th. Here's what he had to say. It's vaxxed or masked. It's vaxxed or masked. So I said this. What he was saying in May 13th is it's vaxxed or masked. Now, what that is, is that's basically akin to this. <clears throat> Ever see a store say everything must go? Store-wide clearance, going out of business. Then a year later, they're running the same banner to drum up consumers. The vaccine bait and switch was a cheap design to get vaccinated up to 70% so that big corporations like Shake Shack would push vaccine passports. Do the unethical, unconstitutional, dirty work for the Liberal Party. Why? Because they they can implement that vaccine passport as a social score. <clears throat> they could deny you credit. They could deny you service. They could deny your ability to feed your family by walking in their store. They could cut you off of social media. Jen Psaki is already on record saying on camera that you shouldn't just be cut off of Facebook. You should be cut off of... If you're cut off of Facebook, you should be cut off of everything. Think about the tyrannical government that's weighing down, using their corporate arm and their media arm to do their dirty work, their unconstitutional dirty work. They don't have to pass a law in Congress for vaccine passports if the corporations do it for them. But the corporations aren't going to do it for them until the numbers get to be profitable to where then the corporations can be emboldened and bully the 30%. They can't bully 50%, can they? But they can bully 30% by saying, here are all my 70% friends. I have 70% of the friends. You know? I said, whom? I wonder what percentage of the politicians in D.C. invested in vaccine companies. And this meme of the day, I wonder when the CDC will recommend closing the southern border. Jewish Deplorable writes, Joe Biden is currently at Walter Reed, 
The official story is that Jill Biden got a splinter in her foot and Joe decided to come along with her. Something doesn't smell right. Do you think that maybe Joe uh, Biden is getting a shot of adrenaline or adrenochrome or whatever? (laughs) I don't know. Molly Hemingway writes, I wasn't particularly optimistic about a Biden administration, but it's alarming how bad things have gotten in only six months by nearly every metric. The Bravo file, Biden is everything they claim Trump to be, but worse. And don't, uh, Columbia Bugle says, don't believe a word Lindsey Graham says. Glenn Greenwald says, was it ever determined how many people were infected by the Texas Democrats who flew on a private plane to Washington maskless and ran all over the city while infected, meeting with countless D.C. officials? Do we have any official count on that? Cambry says, still blows my mind. America was not prepared for this pandemic, considering Dr. Fauci said in 2017 a pandemic was going to be to happen under Trump. You would think being director of NIH and second chief medical advisor to Trump, he would have had the whole United States prepared. Nope. Tim Young says, has the January 6th commission gotten to the bottom of why the doors were unlocked and held open by the cops yet? Seth Dillon writes, I had no idea who my neighbor voted for, but I just saw her wearing a mask in the backyard alone. That should tell you everything you want to know about her politics. So here's what Joe Biden said. Let's take a listen. Colorado are offering similar incentive programs that have helped increase vaccination rates. So today I'm calling on all states and local governments to use funding they have received, including from the American Rescue Plan, to give $100 to anyone who gets fully vaccinated. So he's going to give $100 to everybody who's fully vaccinated. Give me a break. Tell me, they're, they're going full stop. They're even using coercion in some cases. Here's Como. And we have to get in those communities, and we have to knock on those doors, and we have to convince people and put them in a car and drive them and get that vaccine in their arm. That is the mission. That's the mission. So, you know what? NBC came out with a report that basically said that... Um, that, uh, that, that it could be worse for you to get the vaccine. Let's take a listen to the guy who invented RDNA. Uh, they think that vaccines are the pathway to uh, Dr. getting to herd immunity. They're not. We, this is now, you, you can't deny it. It's in your face. And they think the vaccines are perfectly safe. And not only they're not perfectly safe, if this is true, that NBC reports, NBC and reports. the titers are higher in vaccinated than unvaccinated, that means we got the worst case type of, of adverse event that scares vaccinologists, all vaccinologists, which is which is antibody dependent enhancement. The vaccine makes the disease worse. I, I, I this seems to be the most florid example to my eye of groupthink uh, that I've ever seen in my life. They're it's they're all in and they seem to be unable to process this new information and it seems to be causing cognitive dissonance and causing these people to be increasingly frantic and transparent in in their chaotic messaging. Naomi was just talking a moment ago about the the various contradictions in the messaging. This is a hallmark of a team 
that is coming off the rails, that is being hit with data, that is contrary to what they, as true believers, were completely invested in. And uh, they're not, they don't seem to be behaving rationally. And if there is antibody-dependent enhancement, it would mean that these vaccines are making the situation significantly worse. And that, if I was uh, a public health leader and I, and I had been touting these vaccines or responsible for rapidly deploying them, which Dr. Fauci is, uh, I would be frantic. Uh, I don't, I don't, you know, how you could, it would be really hard for Tony at this point to, uh, you know, could you imagine the, him, him going up to the podium and say, oh, darn, I was wrong. We have to stop the vaccination. I, I can't imagine that happening. But that's what it looks like to my eyes. If, if these data are true, if we can trust what NBC is reporting. So NBC was reporting that if you have the vac- if you have a vaccine and you get you get exposed to COVID, it might be worse for you. It it will dramatically increase uh, your likelihood of being uh, ill. Um, and so the idea is maybe the push that's coming out in the government it has more to do with uh, the idea that they need everybody vaccinated so that. And that seems to be what Biden was saying, is that the trouble when he answered Peter Ducey, he said, the problem is when I said that in May, vaxxed or no vaxxed, uh, basically what was what I said was I did. I thought that 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 people would get vaxxed. They were pushing for the 70 percent. Again, it's about that vaccine passport, but it's also about this. So the idea is, is these vaccines, uh, if, if you're around people with covid and the vaccinated are going to have a tougher time with COVID than the non-vaccinated. So what they're trying to say is, if you're unvaccinated, you're going to make it more dangerous for the people who got the vaccine, is what they're trying to say. Now, if you believe that, they should have told us that up front. They didn't. So that was the thing. You know, you can't trust the messenger right now and the person selling you the snake oil. So the idea is is that I think that this desperate attempt to get people vaccinated is to prevent people for, who have already gotten vaccinated from actually being in a more dangerous situation, situation than they otherwise would have been if they didn't get vaccinated in the first place. Wrap your head around that. But if you need to hear that again, it's Dr. Robert Malone. You can, uh, he's the inventor of the RDNA. And you can hear it um, on my Twitter feed at Scott Adams Show. Well, be sure to check out buglecall.org and magapack.org. Thank you for the donations that are coming in. I appreciate it. Uh, our organization appreciates it. Appreciates it. Be sure to check out our latest podcast over at scottadamshow.com. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye bye, everybody. They grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper, just to bury my kids right up to their 